And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hey, that's me. How is everybody doing here? Welcome to episode number 177 of The Drop Set. Uh, I am, in fact, Darren Starr. For those of you who don't remember me, which is probably everybody because it's been so long since we've been here, um, but it's good to be back. Um, how back am I? You know what? I'm sick of making promises. I don't know. I'm back whenever I'm back. And uh, uh, whenever I am back, you'll read about it on my Instagram page. So you can follow me there at Darren underscore star. If you like what you hear here, first of all, thank you. If, if you don't, why are you here? You know, just stop. For the love of everybody, just stop. Stop Stop frustrating yourself. Just go away. It's okay. You won't miss me. I won't miss you. It's all good. Uh, and uh, if you do like what you hear here, um, share it. Um, when, I, when I post this, uh, share the post on social media. If you're listening to it, share it to your Instagram. I mean, I always say like whatever social media, but the only one that I really watch reliably is, is Instagram. Facebook is such a pain in the butt for me. I'm just... It's the logistics of the whole thing. Like managing a Facebook page versus a personal account is just a massive pain in the butt. Um, so I struggle with that. And for that reason, I have uh, have <laughs> kind of abandoned my Facebook page. It's kind of sad right now. Uh, but uh, share on Instagram. Absolutely. I mean, share wherever. I don't care. Tag me. Um, you know, let's uh, let's get some, some stuff going here. So I'm going to try and make a little bit of a comeback here. Um, a lot of the reason why I have been away here is just because I have been seriously so damn busy. Um, and it's just like, as a, uh, I'm going to wax philosophical here for a minute. We're going to get to the main subject here before too long. I'm not going to take too long here. Um, so I work professionally as a bodybuilding coach. That is what I do full time. That is my full time gig is the only thing that I do that makes me any money. That is not true. I do music and, uh, I have been known to make a little bit of money off of music, but, um, if I check it out here, um, let me sign into my DistroKid account really quick. This is the uh, service that manages our music distribution here. Um, oh, don't give me this two-step authentication crap. God, does anybody on earth uh, not get so annoyed by this? Uh, um Oh, they're emailing it to me. That's great. I'm doing all this to prove a point that I do make money from music, but I made like 50 bucks from it so far, um, which is to say uh, anybody who is a client of mine, don't worry. I'm not going away anywhere anytime soon because of all the uh, all the money that I'm making off of this. So, you know, there is, uh, there is that. Um, phone number verification needed. Good Lord, you people. I'm sick of this crap. No, don't email me about my DistroKid account. Yes, that's all fine. That's all correct. I didn't change anything. Don't make me guess my current password again. Oh, did I get it right? I got it right. Oh, hey, guess what? They need me to enter another code that they just texted to me. I, I swear, like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not like super politically correct or anything like that, but I got lines I don't want to cross. So, um, okay, I've made total to date of all music that I've released. I made $86.56. So, um, and let me just tell you, putting that album out, the one that we recorded in the studio, cost a little bit more than $86. So, um, yeah, I, I, no danger of me retiring from coaching anytime soon. Don't worry about that. So, um, but it, gig is a full-time coach. That, that's what I do. You know, I sit here, I do check-ins, I answer emails. Um, 
I try to, to stay caught up on other stuff and honestly, like creating additional content like blog posts and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, just, I barely have time for it um, because I do need to step away. I do need to give myself a little bit of a mental break, work on some music. Um, that's how I stay sane. The problem is when bodybuilding is what you do all the time, like your own bodybuilding adventure starts to feel like work as well. So like my own workouts, et cetera, they've kind of suffered a little bit of late. I'm just being totally honest and transparent with that. You know, I do have a show coming up in November. Um, and for the past couple of months, I feel like I've been doing okay, but very much like on cruise control. And I've just kind of had the realization of late, like that's not going to work. Um, you know, I've had stomach issues. I've been dealing with that for a while as well. Those are gone. That's all put to bed. Everything's resolved there. I feel freaking great now. Now, uh, I'm just tired all the time, but that's not going to change. That's because, you know, I'm old. So <laughs> being, being old and tired, they go, that's like peanut butter and jelly. So um, anyway, so that, that's my status update. I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, could, could be doing better, but a lot of that's on me. So the main topic that I wanted to discuss today, um, I knew that I wanted to record a podcast today, actually. I'm like, I got up, I thought about doing it yesterday, but I'm like, eh, I got to do X, Y, and Z, so maybe not. Um, but today, I woke up, I'm like, I'm going to do one. It's a rest day for me, so I've got that extra time that would normally be dedicated to a workout. I'm like, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to record something, we're going to do it, we're going to make it happen. And here we are, lo and behold, it is happening. Go figure. So uh, I, I did, however, I woke up, I'm like, yeah, but what am I going to talk about? I don't know. I've been doing a poor job of keeping track of like potential topics and stuff. So I meant to make some notes like what what are what are people asking, et cetera, like in, in client check-ins, like what are clients asking? Those, those would be good questions to start with because, you know, I get lots of those every day. Uh, and I did a terrible job keeping track of those questions this morning. So, um, but then uh, a client checked in who's new and um, she's starting on a macro-based plan. Doesn't really know a whole lot about macros, but because of the circumstances, we kind of had to go that way instead of doing a more uh, uh, conventional meal plan. And so one topic that I've been wanting to cover for a while is specifically like macros from the ground up. You don't know anything about food or macros at all. How do we do it? So the first thing in this step is to, uh, first step here in this process is to understand what a macronutrient is. So macronutrients, there are four of them. You've got protein, carbs, fat, alcohol is a fourth macronutrient. So um, what this determines is just the uh, the energy breakdown of a particular food. So uh, it's all foods are going to be comprised of some combination of those four things that determine its caloric value. Um, you've also got sub macronutrients like fiber, sugars, etc. But we're not going to worry about those. So um, we'll make a, we'll do a couple of footnotes about those later on. But other than that, we're not going to worry about that. So. Um, so we all know what a calorie is, right? A calorie is a measure of energy. So we, we could say that your protein, your carbs, and your fats are a measure of energy as well. It's just a subset of energy that goes in to determine the entire energetic value of a specific food. So um, because you eat something and then that gives your body energy to then go and do something. So um, it's, it's energy. It's fuel. Think of food as fuel. You hear that cliche a lot? It's, it's literal. It's literally fuel. So... What we're trying to do is basically track your body's energy consumption and force it to a specific ratio of proteins to carbs to fats. So you could track these as percentages, um, like 
40, 30, 20, you know, 40% uh, protein, 30% carbs, 20% fats. That adds up to a hundred percent. That's everything. Cool. Um, but the only problem with that is you can do a 40, 30, 20 ratio at hundred calories a day or at 10,000 calories per day. So people will often report to me in, in when they check in with me, they're like, here's my ratio for the day. I'm like, I don't care about your ratio. I don't want your relative values. Give me the absolute values. That's really the only thing that matters. And when I say absolute values, uh, this is like, you're in the car and you say, turn left. Um, you know, you're giving somebody directions. Well, turn left. Well, that implies that you know what direction they're coming from. So you're giving them a relative direction. An absolute value would say, turn north here because whatever direction you're coming from, you're going to go north. The only problem is nobody knows what the hell turn north means, you know, so unless you are actively watching the compass in your car, it's kind of a useless direction. Here, absolute values are the only thing that matters. So um, anything that you've ever done as far as tracking percentages, caring about percentages or anything like that. We're just going to take that and flush that down the toilet right now. We don't care about that at all. So it's just totally irrelevant. Um, absolute values, the only thing that matters. So absolute values mean how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat. One point, let's just cover this right now. Um, a gram is a measurement of energy in this case here. Now, a gram is also a measurement of mass. Um, you can stick something on a scale and tell how many grams it weighs. It's a different thing than saying 140 grams of protein. So a, a common rookie mistake for somebody who's just getting into macros is like, okay, I need 140 grams of protein. So to keep it simple, I'm just going to take a chicken breast, which I know is a protein source and stick it on the scale and get 140 grams. Okay, cool. And there's my protein for the day. Well, that doesn't seem like very much. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's roughly like, you know, five and a half ounces, something like that. That's nothing. So you, you don't, don't conflate the mass of something. It's weight on the scale in grams versus its energetic value in grams. So like that 140, let me give you a more precise value here. Let me pull up my calculator. 140 scale weight grams of something like chicken is actually exactly five ounces. Okay. So that's going to get you about 35 grams of protein, you know, um, you know, 20, 28 grams to an ounce. That's where that conversion is coming in. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's five ounces. So 140 grams. I, I just happen to know that, uh, chicken breast is about seven grams of protein per ounce. Or if you want to keep it in the same, same term, same units, seven grams of protein per 28 grams of scale weight. So you're using the same word to describe two very different things. So don't get confused between that. That is a really, really common point of confusion for somebody who is new at this. So learn to differentiate. And you, there, there could be some confusion. Like you could say, okay, well, you know, this meal plan says 50 grams of jasmine rice. Do they mean 50 grams on the scale or 50 grams of carbs? And that would be a valid question. Um, typically, you know, you, in a meal plan, you're going to be as specific as possible. So I will say, well, 50 grams of jasmine rice means you're going to weigh out 50 grams of jasmine rice. Because otherwise, I am forcing you to make the calculation. 50 grams carbs means how much of it. You go figure it out. That's not how I write meal plans. So um, I'm not going to ask you to do any math. It's like, no, that's 50 grams. Just measure it out. We're looking for 50 grams, which is going to be like, you know, 8, 10 grams of carbs or something like that. Something fairly low. It's a small serving. So, um, so differentiate between the two. Um, that'll be something that you might have to remind yourself of frequently when you first start doing this, but it will become fairly automatic once you get used to it and a lot less problematic. So 
What we're really looking for here, if you can think of it this way, is when following a macronutrient-based plan, you've basically got three buckets. You've got your protein bucket, you got your carb bucket, and you've got your fat bucket. Sounds gross. Fat bucket, whatever. Roll with it. Roll with me on this. Um, and so what you're trying to do is fill up each of those buckets to the top every day without going over. They're all going to be different sizes as well, more than likely. And so the, the size of those buckets are what I tell people when I give them a macronutrient-based plan. So um, we'll follow the example that I had from today. Um, our targets were, hold on, let me... I thought I had it and I was about to recite some numbers. I'm like, wait, I don't know if those are correct or not. Hold on. Let me pull it back up here real quick. Um, the targets were 135, 165, 55. Okay. Pretty reasonable. Not super crazy on anything. It works out to about 1600 calories. Um, if you're curious, the percentages are 33, 36, 31. So it's kind of an even split calorically um, between the three macros. Now you might also be saying, well, how can it be a fairly even split when the numbers, you know, you've got 165 grams for carbs and 55 grams for fat. The, the calculation here, if you're a math nerd, geek out with me here, Take your grams of protein, multiply it by four. Take your grams of carbs, multiply that by four. Take your grams of fat, multiply that by nine. Sum everything up and you get your rough caloric number. So calories, uh, the, the calorie number is a uh, number that depends upon the other three. So that's how it gets calculated. There's some weirdness there that happens with fiber as well. Um, it can affect the caloric number. So I don't want to get too much into that, but just know that if you perform that calculation, grams of protein times four, grams of carbs times four, grams of fat times nine, add them all up, it should get you the calories. Sometimes it might be a little off. And if a food is high in fiber, that would explain why. So um, if a food is not high in fiber and you perform that calculation and the number is way off, it's probably a math error in that entry. Like a lot of the, the apps that you use to, to track macros, they rely on user-sourced databases, which cannot always be trusted 100% of the time. A lot of them have really basic math errors. You'll find something that's like 20 grams of protein, 20 grams of carbs, and 15 grams of fat. It's 80 calories. It's like, no, it's not. It's got to be well more than double that. So um, if you know what those calculations are, you can use that to perform a quick gut check. Like, wait, does this look accurate? And sometimes it might be a little bit off, but it shouldn't be that far off. So, um, so what we're trying to do is fill up the three buckets all the way to the top without going over. Um, the tolerances that I give for this are fairly tight, but honestly, um, once you get good at this, your tolerances could be pretty much one or zero grams in each bucket. You should be able to hit that. So what you have to do here is this requires a couple of skills. Um, uh, You've got to have the ability to use an app to track this stuff. Some people do it on pencil and paper. Um, those people are living in 1980. There is no reason to do that. Um, some people just aren't aware that it's an option to do it on something other than pencil and paper. I've, I've worked with clients like that. I'm like, wait, they, they, sh they show me their macros and it's a, a picture of a sheet of paper. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, no, 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 no. It is 2021. We're not doing that anymore. Use an app. Uh, it's just so much easier because then you, I mean, there's just so many things you can do within an app that you can't do with paper and it's a hundred times faster. So um, use an app. The one that I always recommend is MyFitnessPal. It's kind of the standard. The reason that I recommend that is because if I'm working with a client and they have questions about like, wait, what does this mean in the app? It's the one that I use so I can more easily answer those questions. If they're like, hey, I'm using the Lose It app. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. You know, whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> my fitness pal is the one that is most commonly used it's the one that i use it's kind of the standard just go with the flow and go for it um there is a premium version of it you do not need it um don't worry about that just use the free version so um using my fitness pal you pull it up and so let me let me just pull it up on my phone here you can't see what i'm doing but trust me i'm doing it um there we go. My fitness pal loading screen. Please wait. All right, cool. And here is blah, blah, whatever. So there's a row of buttons. Now keep in mind here. I'm on Android. This might look a little different if you're on an iPhone. So, uh, don't take my position cues, uh, as uh, gospel or anything like that. Uh, but down at the bottom, there's a row of buttons, home diary recipes, plans me. Uh, we're going to click on diary. So now, uh, it shows up and it has, uh, numbers one, two, three, four, five, and six. Those are your meal numbers. And then a plus sign below that, it says add food. And so you just click on add food. And now you have access to the food database where you can start searching for things and start adding them in. So let's just do something basic here. And let, let me show you how this works. Um, well, hold on. Before we get too deep in the weeds on that, the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to know uh, to use an app and you've got to know how to use the app. The other thing that's really important is you've got to know, you know, we've got three buckets here. And if I were to hold up a food at random, I'd need you to be able to point at that and tell me which bucket it goes in. Like, can you identify your protein sources? Can you identify your carb sources? Can you identify your fat sources? If you can do that, you're 90% of the way there, realistically. The remaining 10% is a combination of figuring out how to use the app, um, kind of running some of the database entries that you search for and find through a quick BS check to make sure that the numbers kind of add up right and look okay. And then um, just patience in getting the uh, in, in getting the, the numbers dialed in correctly through adjusting portion sizes, right? So um, that, that just understanding what bucket the foods go into really is like 90% of it. So if you can identify your protein sources, you can identify your carb sources, you can identify your fat sources. That's really the primary skill that it takes in order to be able to properly follow a macronutrient diet. Um, in the case of the client that I'm talking about here as well, she may need to just, um, because there are some circumstances where she might not be able to use a food scale. So you might have to be able to eyeball some things a little bit as well. Um, in general though, you always want to use a food scale, especially if you're new at this, just because don't trust your, um, precision when it comes to eyeballing things. So I'd say if there's a non-zero possibility of using a food scale, then use a food scale. Just always do it. And if that means you carry it with you and you're that freak who's always carrying a food scale in your purse and people are like, what's wrong with you? And you'd be like, shut up, mind your own business. Uh, then that's okay. Be that person, uh, especially early on when you're trying to get the, the hang of how this works and trying to show yourself the ropes. So, um, can you identify your protein sources? This, these are things like um, what we're looking for specifically also are complete protein sources, meaning they have a complete amino acid profile. That doesn't matter what that means necessarily. We won't dig into that right now. Um, but basically, if it comes from an animal, it's a complete protein source. So chicken, turkey, fish, uh, any kind of game meat, uh, you know, uh, eggs, egg whites, protein powder, um, you know, bacon, turkey bacon, whatever, you know, they're, they're all protein sources to some degree. And uh, a lot of these protein sources, you'll have what I would consider lean protein sources like chicken breast, lean ground turkey that really have just barely any fats in them at all. That's the thing is you take a food and it's very rarely entirely goes into one bucket. Like there are components of that food that might fall into the other bucket. Like if you built a meal plan entirely off of chicken thighs and you fill up your protein bucket with chicken thighs, Thighs, you're going to look over and you'll be like, why is my fat bucket half full too? Um, it's because that's what I call trace fats 
from your protein source. It's not the primary macronutrient of that food, but it's secondary and it adds up and it counts. If you do a lot of steak, a lot of whole eggs, a lot of fatty fish like salmon, you'll find a lot of that ends up in your fat bucket. And so the cool thing about using an app like MyFitnessPal is as you log these foods, it keeps track of all three buckets automatically for you. So um, you just have to make sure that you're using a good database entry that is accurate. So, um, Carb sources, starches, grains, fruits, vegetables, you know, things like rice, potatoes, any kind of vegetable, um, any kind of fruit, and those are your carb sources. Um, some of them are really, really, really clean. Like, uh, you know, you take a potato, for example, that goes in the carb bucket. Very little of that goes anywhere else. You get just like a tiny little sliver that goes in the protein bucket. The fat bucket gets untouched pretty much. Um, something like oats, um, a grain that goes in the carb bucket. It has a, 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 a sizable contribution to the protein bucket as well. And a little bit of that will go into fats as well. It's not quite as pure. That's okay. Um, because again, if you're using an app, it keeps track of all that stuff for you. But you might you know, build a meal plan out of chicken thighs and oats. Doesn't sound super appealing, but whatever. Let's say you do that. And you might find something like, wow, I'm actually over target on fats and I haven't added any dietary fats yet. How did that happen? You just got to know where they're coming from. And so when you go to add a food to your diary through MyFitnessPal, it shows you the numeric value for everything. And just understand like this has 20 grams of carbs and two grams of fats. Okay. If you do that twice, that's four grams of fat. If your daily total for fats is 40 grams, you're at 10% and you haven't added anything that you would normally associate as being a fat source. You've already hit 10% of that target. So it can add up pretty quickly. Protein powder, same thing. A lot of those have a lot of trace fats, a lot of trace carbs. Um, So they can add to those other buckets a lot faster than you might expect. So learn to understand something like beans. They are primarily a carb source, right? Um, But also they're pretty high in protein. So if you put together your meal plan and you get all your protein set up and then you start adding carbs and you throw beans in there as well, you're going to notice you're overshooting on your protein pretty quickly. Like, wait, hold on. Again, you just got to know where they're coming from. So when you log this stuff, look at the numbers and see how pure a source is. Like pure, I mean, being it goes entirely into one bucket. Um, And it doesn't have to be. It certainly doesn't have to be. Like there's nothing wrong with beans, but you've got to know if you go over on something, like what caused it to go over. And the cool thing is like once you put together a meal plan, you're only going to have like, you know, eight to 15 different foods in there. So it's not like you have to comb through a thousand entries or something to find what it is. Just look at the stuff on your plan, pull it up one at a time. It shows you what the numerical value is. You can be like, oh, that's where it's coming from. All right, cool. And, you know, you can have a plan where, you know, all, all of your foods are adding trace fats in the order of like two grams, three grams, one gram, two grams, four grams, et cetera. That stuff adds up real quick. And if your dietary fats are pretty low, they're going to get eaten up pretty quick. So um, so it's all about filling up the buckets, understanding what those sources are. With fats, it's like oils, um, nuts, nut butters, avocado, which is a nut, um, and, and trace fats from other sources. And those can be pretty significant. Like you throw in a... Uh, a nice juicy, you know, ribeye steak or something like that. Boom, 25 grams of fat right there. So, you know, they can add up pretty quick. It can, it really can. So, um, and oftentimes in a bodybuilding style diet, um, your dietary fats are going to be relatively low and controlled. That's going to be the one where people struggle not to go over on that just because they're not accustomed to using leaner food sources for a lot of stuff. So understand your buckets, understand what fills up what bucket at what rate uh, and understand like, okay, this is going in this bucket, but a little bit, a little bit of it's going over here as well. And just watch that as you log things, it will become second nature before too long. Um, 
So now we're in MyFitnessPal. Let's put together a sample meal plan here, shall we? So, um, and I'm just going to demonstrate a little bit here to give you some pitfalls, but let me also talk about big picture conceptually, the kind of things that, uh, that I would, I would look at here. So in this sample meal plan, we have 135 grams of protein. Okay. First question we want to ask is how many meals a day are we going to have? Um, I say a good number to start with is five. Five is how many I have. Five, I don't think is unreasonable in any way. And it gives us a nice even distribution throughout the day. The thing to watch out for here is you don't want to stack up your protein in huge servings that you only have like two meals a day that are like 60, 65 grams of protein each because your body is not going to know what the hell to do with that. So you want to break it up a little bit. So if we take 135 grams of protein, we're now getting into the nitty gritty here. So if you've been kind of zoning out for right now, we are officially in the this is how it's done stage. So we've been setting the table with data and knowledge, and now this is how it actually happens. So we're, let's take 135 grams of protein. We're going to divide that by five. What does that give us? 27. That means that for our five meals, we want to be averaging about 27 grams of protein per meal. Okay, that's pretty reasonable. That means if you put together a meal and it's got 12 grams of protein, you're going to have to have another one that's got 42 in order to balance that out and average out to 27. Um, you're better off just trying to get a little bit closer to 27. It doesn't have to be exactly that. You can have like a 22, 23, you can go 33, 34, whatever. But anything that's far off from that 27 number is only going to make things more difficult. And what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm planning in advance here. So I'm, I'm putting together tomorrow's meal plan today. So I'm going to say meal number one, let's do egg whites. Now I happen to know because I've been doing this for 137 years um, that uh, we want right about a cup of egg whites, which is going to be, I think about, what is that? Um, units are tricky. About nine tablespoons. Is that right? I don't know. Let me see here. Nope. No, it's going to be about 15, I think. Something like that. Nope. I might have been right the first time. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I messed up. Yeah, about 15. No, it's about, about 18 tablespoons. So about 18 tablespoons. Hold on. Ask the freaking Google how many tablespoons in a cup. 16. Good Lord. Okay. Because for some reason, this is really frustrating. Um, the, uh, the, this, uh, entry, I, I just searched for egg whites and pulled up the first thing that came up. Um, the, the portion size that it gives me here is, you know, how many servings of three tablespoons? I'm like, that is a stupid, stupid serving size, but whatever, we're going to roll with that. So how many servings of t three tablespoons? Well, it's going to be five and a third. So there is some math involved here. Five and a third in order to get uh, 16 tablespoons in my one cup. So that gives me 26.6 grams of protein. Boom. Guess what? That's my meal one for protein. Awesome. There we go. So um, now we're done with that. Now meals two and three, we're going to do something a little similar here. We're just going to go with like, you know, like a chicken veggie kind of meal. The other thing that I want to stress here is that when you're building this up, the important thing to go with is start with your protein sources. 
Like for each meal, identify what your protein source is going to be, figure out how much you need, and you kind of want to undershoot your target a little bit because then when you come back around for a second pass and start adding carbs and maybe some fats to these, that protein is going to get bumped up a little bit. So if our target's 135, I might be aiming more for like 120 to 125, knowing that some trace proteins are going to come in when we bring in the carb sources. So uh, I'm going to say chicken breast, and we're going to do two meals like this. Chicken breast, um, there we go, all right. So when it comes to chicken breast, it should be predominantly protein. Like, you know, I'm going to go for like a four ounce serving here and just kind of see what happens. So if I plug in four ounces, it says that's 30 grams of protein, three grams of fat. That's cool. That's also higher than we need. So I'm actually going to adjust that down to three ounces, which puts us at 22 grams of protein, 22 and a half and 2.3 grams of fat. That's pretty reasonable. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to copy that um, if I can. No, it doesn't let me copy that. Oh, copy meal. There we go. To today. Well, just stuck it back in meal two again. That's stupid. All right, delete. So I'll just go down to meal three and I'll just add the same thing again. Whatever. Um, okay. Uh, when you click on add food in MyFitnessPal, it does just automatically pull up a list of things that you've added most recently. So it's kind of easy that way. Um, and then uh, for meal four, let's say this is our post-workout meal. So we're just going to go really basic here and we're going to add a protein shake. So I'm going to say uh, I've got my Isopure that I use here. Just going to go one scoop of that. Stuff's really clean. It's 25 zero and zero. So we like that 25 grams of protein, zero fat, zero carbs. So boom, that's my protein source for meal four. And now meal five, I'm going to shake it up a little bit and I'm going to go with like a ground turkey option here or something like that. Um, you know what I'm actually going to use is I've got, um, hold on. I've got these turkey patties that come from Kroger that I really like. Um, and I'm going to use that. So, uh, cause I got one of those, I just throw it on the skillet. It takes like 10 minutes. It's already seasoned. It's tasty. It's good. It's a little high in protein for what we need here, but we can work around it. Um, so it's 34 grams of protein. There's four grams of fat in there and just minimal carbs. So now boom, I've got protein sources for all five of my meals plugged in. It's egg whites for meal one, chicken for two and three protein shake for meal four and a turkey patty, um, low fat turkey patty for meal five. Cool. So now in my fitness pal, we scroll back up, we hit the pie chart and we're on the nutrients tab here. Cause you can go to calories, nutrients, or macros. Nutrients is the thing that kind of shows you, um, where you're at. The other thing about my fitness pal, just to kind of talk over myself for a second here is, um, I never worry about setting my caloric targets within my fitness pal, just because they change regularly. I just make a habit of knowing what they are and not worrying about where the targets are set. So, um, so what I've done here is, uh, with my five, uh, protein sources set up for my five meals, I've had 131 grams of protein. Okay. Um, uh, three grams of carbs, nine grams of fat. So I've got, I've got some wiggle room to play with here. Cool. Um, now that protein, I can tell I'm going to, I'm going to overshoot that really quickly here. So I might go ahead and take one of these things like the protein shake and the turkey patty are pretty much fixed. Like, you know, those are, those are, you know, I, I can't do like half of a protein or half of a uh, turkey patty. I don't really want to do um, half of a shake or anything like that. What I could do is say, hey, let's just do a little bit smaller portion of egg white for meal one. Let's go like, you know, four and a half or let's just do four. So 12 tablespoons. So it's going to be three quarters of a cup. Cool. That That's reasonable enough. I'm okay with that. And that gives gives us 20 grams of protein. We do that. And now our protein's down to 124. Awesome. So 
Now what we've got to do is start adding in some carbs and then um, start adding in some fats. But I'd add the carbs first, just see where those are going to come in. Once again, our target here for carbs is 165. So 165, and we are currently at nine. So uh, I'm just going to start adding some carbs indiscriminately here and we're going to see what happens. So I'm going to start with meals two and three. What I want to do with meals two and three, just for simplicity, is try and keep these two pretty much the same. Um, you know, right now there's, they're both built around chicken breast and that, that should be easy enough. So I'm just going to see if I can make these suckers match all the way through just so that I have two of the same thing. It just simplifies things a little bit. So let's go jasmine rice. Um, you know, it's one of my favorite foods and let's go. Oh, so in my fitness pal, like I said, my fitness pal, I'm in the South here, y'all. Um, they, they give you options for serving sizes to use. And some of them make sense and some of them don't. So it's like one cup, um, eight fluid ounces, one fluid ounce, one milliliter, 237 milliliters, a tablespoon. You know, I really just wanted to say like grams grams or what I want. So I'm going to go one cup, 158 grams or whatever. I know that that's cooked also. So what, how much of that one cup serving do I want? And I'm going to go a half, half a cup. Um, so that's going to be, you know, it's 158 grams for the whole cup. So I'm going to do 80 grams, basically, you know, 79, if you want to be precise. Um, and we're going to call it good there. So, and that gets me 22 and a half grams of carbs. Great. That's a good start there. Meal two, add the same thing here to meal three. Booyah. Cool. Um, now, uh, one of those might actually end up being my pre-workout meal. You know, I'm just kind of speaking hypothetically here. So one of those, I want to keep them the same, but one of them might have to come up a little bit. We might want to throw some extra carbs in that pre-workout meal. Post-workout, um, you know, I've got our, our protein shake in there. So what do we want for a post-workout carb? Well, hey, you know what? Sky's the limit. We are... Um, we got a macro-based plan. Only thing that really matters here is the numbers. So we could do something like, you know, we could throw in rice cakes. Um, we could do sweet potato. Honestly, we could do cereal. Um, you could do gummy bears. You could do fruit. I don't give a crap, honestly. You know, you work hard enough. Your body's going to put to use whatever you shove in there as far as a post-workout carb. Just to keep things nice and basic here, let's do sweet potato. Um, so sweet potato. I can't type on this phone at all. Okay. Um, and yeah, sweet potato steamed, 100 grams, cool. So whether it's steamed or not, doesn't matter. Um, and then I do a gut check on this. So it says 100 grams, which I know is about four ounces. And I know a potato, regardless of variety, sweet, white, red, gold, doesn't matter, is about six grams per ounce. So here, this comes out more to like five. That's close enough. It's zero fat. There's minimal trace proteins in there. That's good. I'm going to give myself a nice big serving here, and I'm going to go 200 grams. Um, so 100 grams times two. So I'm going to do two servings here, and that brings in a nice hefty 40 grams of carbs post-workout. So I'm going to go back here to my pre-workout meal, and I'm going to bump that up as well. And I'm going to go for a full cup of jasmine rice. I'm going to go for shoot for the fences here. So I've got a heavy dose of pre-workout carbs in meal three. I've got a heavy dose of post-workout carbs in meal four, a smaller dose of carbs in meal two, nothing in meals one or five just yet. If I go up here to the top, we're at 110 grams. We still got some stuff to play with. Sweet. Um, so um, our protein now has crept back up to 133 grams. So we're going to go over on this pretty quick if we aren't careful here. So I'm going to plug in some carbs for meal one. 
And uh, what I will plug in here is cream of rice just because it's awesome. Um, I love it, and I know it's it's lower in trace proteins and trace fats than oats. Um, it also agrees with my system better, and for some reason, oats have been causing me to break out lately. So go figure there. Let's go with a nice, simple, like 40 grams um, dry, which brings in 32 grams of carbs. Great. Um, we're going to end up overshooting our protein a little bit. Right now, we're at 136. It's not the death of us. We're doing okay. Um, and then... Uh, uh, our carbs right now are at 142. So we still need about another 20 grams of carbs. Let's bring that into meal uh, meal four here. You know what we're missing so far? I'm sorry, meal five, our turkey patty. What we're missing here? We're missing any kind of veggie. So let's bring in some greens here. Um, actually, what I would do is I would probably advocate for, you know... I'm not a huge fan of broccoli, but there are a lot of things that match broccoli as far as... Um, uh, not beef with broccoli. How'd that come up? Jesus. There we go. Um, so a cup of broccoli should be, you know, around 30 to 40 calories, something like that. So I would start there. And you know, the thing is, there are a lot of, even though I'm not a big fan of broccoli, it's cruciferous. It causes gas production and weird digestive issues in more people than not. So um, I would typically recommend something more like asparagus, zucchini, snap peas, green beans, stuff like that. In fact, let's just do that. Let's just go green beans. So... Um, the thing is, you need to make sure that you get like a nice, clean answer here and not something from a restaurant because it's going to be like slathered in butter. It's going to have really high fat. So if I pull up a cup of green beans, um, it says 30 calories, 7 grams of carbs, 1.8 grams of protein. There we go. Yep. Great. All right. Cool. So we're going to do that. We're also going to throw that in meal two um, just to bring in some additional veggie earlier in the day. And why not in meal three as well? So we bring, bring some veg into all three of those meals. I think that's fair. This might end up just doing our uh, carbs exactly where they need to be. Yeah, we're at 163 now. Um, we've got our protein at 141, which is six grams over. Is that the end of the world? It's not too bad. Um, you know, the only thing that I might change here is I might, you know, we've got these um, chicken breast servings at uh, three ounces. I might pull those down to 2.5 a piece just because that should still give us enough per meal. Um, and bring the total down a little bit more. So this is kind of like how we, the whole process here is one of guess and check. That brings us to now our protein and carbs, our targets are 135 and 165. Our actual numbers here are 134 and 163. So we're within two, one or two on both of these. That is really nice and accurate. So, um, and now our fats are at nine. We need to get that up to 55. How do we do that? Well, this is going to require a little bit more guess and check, but I'm also going to make it simple. I know um, one thing that we can do is we can add oil to anything and uh, it's pure fat. It doesn't impact uh, carbs or proteins at all. So I'm going to add some olive oil to meal two, tablespoon there. I might just go really heavy on the oils here just for sake of, of making this uh, example a little bit simpler. So I'll add a tablespoon there. That's 14 grams of fat. That's 120 calories. That is true for every type of oil, regardless of what you use. So I'm going to add a tablespoon to meal two and meal three and then double check and see where I'm at. Now we're up to 36. We're getting there. So, um, And then I'm going to take and add a tablespoon of MCT oil to our post-workout shake. Um, this is uh, basically uh, coconut oil that's liquid at room temperature as opposed to solid. So uh, some good saturated fats in there, healthy stuff. Um, 
So now that brings our fats up to 50. We haven't touched protein or carbs just yet. So we still need an extra five grams of fat somewhere. Where is that going to come in? Well, I tell you what, I've got the right idea. Um, we've got egg whites in meal one. Why don't we pull that down and throw in a whole egg, which has six grams of fat in it from the yolk, and uh, we should be able to, to even things out just right. So I'm going to add an egg in here to meal one. And again, this is just about knowing what foods fill up what buckets and just thinking about it and getting creative and having the right ideas. So um, there's that. And so now we are over on our protein now by five grams. So if we pull that egg white portion down to like, I don't know, what is that going to be? Nine, 10 tablespoons, pretty much. That should just about do it. Now our numbers are 137 over by two, 163 under by two, 55, spot on. That is success. That is how you do it. That is how you put together a meal plan from scratch with zero preconceived notions about what you're going to put together and make it work. And so now, this is my meal plan for tomorrow, right? So I, uh, I go to bed today, I wake up, I pull up my phone like, oh, I've already logged all my foods tomorrow. Um, I'm just going to follow this plan. That's it. It's easy peasy. I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to plan anything else. I don't have to log anything else. I go through tomorrow. It's a raging success. I go to bed. I wake up the next day. Oh, shoot. I don't have a plan. Let me go back to Friday. Select all. Copy to Saturday. Done. Seriously, it's that easy. Let's say I'm following this plan day after day after day. I get sick of something. We'll go change something and then see uh, how much that changes the other buckets and then make adjustments as needed. So you see the process. It's, it's really, it's about knowing how to use the app. It's about knowing what foods go in what buckets. And it's about patience and guess and check. That's all there is to it. So at this point, like um, this was building something from scratch. My meal plan that I use on a regular basis doesn't have a whole lot of stuff that changes, um, but I do use a meal prep service. And so their menu changes every week. So two of the meals I have every day that come from that prep service will force me to go back and change my macros every week. I'm fine committing to the other three meals that I have just being the same, but if I want to change something, I do that on Sundays when I place the order through my meal prep service. But the macros for those prepped meals, they change every week, so they, they force me to make small changes to the other three meals to make sure that the numbers come out. That whole process of figuring out the macros for the meals that I'm ordering, placing the order, adjusting the macros for my remaining meals, etc., is like a seven-minute process that I do on Sunday nights every week. And that's the entirety of what I do for meal planning on a weekly basis, about seven minutes a week. So um, with that, it's kind of boring, but you make it effortless and you make it idiot-proof. Um, and you make it so that you don't have to log stuff on a regular basis because I've already logged it once. Just go back and... Copy to today. There you go. Or don't even do that. Just, you know, you know what it is. Just remember what day you log that on so you can go back in your diary and find it. It's super, super easy. So we've just built this plan from scratch. It didn't take us that long. And that's with me demonstrating everything, teaching how to go through the process, taking you through it as though it was your first time. So it's, uh, it's much easier than you think. Um, a lot, it's, it's one of those things, though, that really doesn't have, I mean, a lot of people come into it with zero understanding of how any of it works. So what I'm hoping here is that I kind of gave you enough backstory that's all relevant that you're able to do it 
and then uh, walk you through the process and just show you start to finish how it all works. So one thing I didn't do here, like in, in the plan that I have this client working through, it, it gives proteins, carbs, fats, and then it says calories down below, 1650. I, I use that as a gut check for myself, and I have some of my own creative math in there to account for how I like to consider fiber, which doesn't necessarily follow the standard rules. So um, that number will probably be off. If I look at what our calories are here, you'll notice I didn't even make any mention of this because all I care about, grams of protein, grams of carbs, grams of fat. That's all I care about. The calories are uh, where they come in at. Um, total calories, 1696. So it's like, you know, 80 calories over what I say. Um, and how much do we have uh, fiber in here? Fiber is 17 grams. So um, a quick note on fiber. Fiber follows the same caloric uh, uh, value as protein and carbs. It's four, uh, four calories per gram. The way that I do it is when I present a meal plan, I give you a total carb approach, meaning don't discount anything from fiber. You'll hear um, there's um, total carbs and net carbs um, are the the question the the two main theories on how to account for fiber. So I go with a total carb approach. So when I say 165 grams of carbs with 20 grams of fiber, that means 165 grams of carbs of which about 20 are fiber. I don't need you to worry about that fiber number specifically. Like I don't need you to adjust your foods until you get that super dialed in and it's right at 20. Just like, you know, if you're having constipation issues or something like that, I'm going to ask, Hey, what's your fiber intake at? And you'll go into my fitness pound and be like, Oh, it's been at eight grams for the last week. That's probably the problem. Yeah, probably. Um, so uh, but it's not as some people think, well, it's, it's really 185 grams of carbs or, you know, crazy, uh, math with that because of uh, net carbs versus total carbs. No, no, it's 165 grams of total carbs, but I do subtract those fiber calories for four calories per gram. I do subtract those from the total because your body doesn't process and absorb those in the same way. Um, and so what it comes down to is, you know, these are your macros and it comes out to almost 1700 calories, but really it's going to feel more like 1615. So that's the number that I care about. So that's why it says that in a plan that I produce and it does create a little bit of confusion, but I'm going to stand by it. So, um, that's it in a nutshell. That's your, your macros from the ground up tutorial. So um, I know that this is probably review for a lot of people. A lot of people probably didn't listen to this just because they're like, I know how to do macros, and that's totally fair. But a lot of people out there, this is brand new, and this this could be a super valuable, life-changing info. I don't know. I, I'm aiming for the stars on that one. So that's all I have for today. So um, once again, if you get some value out of this, you'd like what you're hearing here, share it on social media. Um, hit me up. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Darren underscore star. Uh, on the website, fivestarphysique.com. You can go to the dropset.com. You can check out the episode archive there, um, fivestarphysique.com. You can get swag. I've got shirts, sweatshirts, all that crap. Um, I said I make my living as a coach full-time. Um, if you are interested in coaching, please know that currently I do have a wait list that is somewhere on the order of about four to five weeks out, something like that. So if you're interested and want some information, hit me up, but I am not able to take anybody on right now, but I can get your name on the wait list and keep you posted as we get closer. So um, I've also got workout programs available for purchase there. Those are just PDFs. 
Um, you can buy those. It's a set of workouts that it's designed through using the concept of progressive overload to take you through about a month's worth of sessions. So it's, it's basically a week's worth of workouts. You repeat them all four times. I'm following the pre- progressive overload principles, log that shit and, you know, make, make some noise. So we've got a ton of those online. I'm going to be reformatting that whole section before long and bringing a whole bunch of new ones on as well. So there's that to look forward to as well. Uh, that's all I've got. So, uh, I thank you all for being super patient with me over here while I figure out how to adult, um, while I figure out life in general. Um, but, uh, my plan is to be back, um, coming up very soon. Um, there'll be an interview with a very special guest. So, uh, stay tuned for that. I've just got to get the whole thing scheduled and, uh, we'll, we'll make it happen. So once again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. I hope everyone has a great week and, uh, stay in touch. Mm-hmm.